Welcome back to the pod where we talk about hype, culture, and design. You see them almost everywhere these days. It's difficult to think of them as a trend, as they've essentially become an industry standard. We see them in hardware, in user interface, and on the web. Rounded corners are here to stay. And we are going to be talking why people love them. So let's get it. Let the shenanigans begin. The rounded shenanigans. So Mango, you're the one that uh, raised this uh, subject about the rounded corners and how it has dominated the industry. Well, you mentioned it in a more Apple um, anecdote where they charge so much more for their, their, um, you know, product just because they have rounded corners. That's how, uh, that's possibly the perception. So why do you think? Well, have you ever heard of the Booba or the 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 boo boo uh, kiki effect in psychology. The boo boo kiki. Yeah, the boo kiki effect. I don't boo kiki. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Never heard of it before. Um, maybe it, it might be pronounced baluba. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm what? not sure how they pronounce it. Okay. okay. What so, does this effect have to do with the rounded corners? Tell us. Expand more into this. Okay. So. Have you, um, it, basically it was this idea of like this German psychologist, um, Wolfgang Kohler. He was, he had first observed that certain sounds can be associated with shapes. So for example, Kiki, um, so basically, so what he did was he asked, um, people, uh, he showed two. Uh, he showed a he showed two diagrams one of a really jagged looking shape it was kind of like a star looking shape but with a few extra sides and it was just very jagged it had you know very sharp angles like almost 90 degree angles and then he had another shape that looked very similar but all of the angles were very rounded and and bulbous and so he asked the uh he asked the students which one they thought looked like kiki and which one looked like uh booba or baluba and can you okay. take a guess which one which which one was which i guess it's baluba because you're the one that's saying that it's named after baluba yeah so the the rounded very circular blobby shape was named baluba or booba or whatever uh and the other shape this really jagged sharp angled shape uh, that looked like a star was named kiki and it's because the kiki uh sound of the word sounds very sharp where we use like this this bulbous like it it almost sounds the b shape sound almost sounds like rounded in a way and so something that i guess he had taken from that was that we um naturally want to have more organic looking shapes and so um, there is some other psychological effect that goes along with this but basically we find comfort in rounded uh shapes in shapes with with rounded angles because they might feel a little more usable if you've ever um you know sat at a table that has rounded edges or used a computer or whatever that has rounded edges, most of the time it does, or, or a mouse that uses rounded edges, most of the time it do, um, they're more comfortable for us. And I think it's more than just the fact that our hands are organically shaped. We're not, but what about we're not designed. Like, what about to... the designs in the websites? For some reason, it just seems as though rounded angles are attractive. There's something organic to them 
There's something more interesting. And that I think is the reason why we find so many rounded angles right now. So you're saying that it's because of a blob. It's because of a blob. Baluba. Some, some German guy. Who's this German guy? Yeah, his name is Wolfgang Kohler. Uh, and this was... Uh, is he a culinary chef? He was a, no, he was a psychologist. Uh, in <laughs> you 19- know where I'm going. Yeah. You know where I'm going at, right? Yeah, I know. I know. Wolfgang... What was it? Wolfgang Puck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the chef. Or it could be guy. like a musician. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember his name. It's Wolfgang also. <laughs> yeah, it's Wolfgang something. I don't remember what it was. Uh... Well, you know, so there is a theory on this. You're you're somewhat close to this. Why rounded corner are more dominant right now within the world of design. Sure. It's because rounded corner are easy on the eyes and the brain. It takes less cognitive load to see rounded rectangles than it does to see sharp corner ones. Really? I'm not saying this. It's a professor. Jörg Nanny. He is a visual cognition like professor. So what it does is rectangle rectangle with sharp edges takes a little bit more time or cognitive visibility because you're creating more of an effort so you know how when you're running and you like do a really sharp right turn rather than when you're mm-hmm. running and it's a bit more curvy like yeah. when you're driving if it's a sharp turn you you definitely like pressing that brake because obviously you don't want to like oversteer and hit like if there was like a median right mm-hmm. but if it's like a rounded like curve you're you're pressing the gas for the most part you're not or at least like you're not pressing the brake you're most of the time you're just letting it coast you know mm-hmm, right so it's the same way for our eyes and it's because our eyes has a fovea and the fovea is a tiny pit located in the macula of the retina and it provides the clearest vision for us like humans or for any animals like any species but different Species obviously has different types of like like sharpness to their vision, you know? Right. But yeah, so this fovea is where like the sharpest part of the image is um, being collected. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, our eyes is already small. And this one little like lens is trying to do a lot more work than it should be, right? Right. If you're like just being exposed to like so many sharp things. And that's why, like, psychologically, you kind of end up, like, sometimes you feel, like, the cringe when you, like, see something sharp. Yeah, I was actually going to bring this up. Have you it's ever... because your eyes is working over time. And, and at that point, your muscle is vibrating. It's so unnoticeable that it's mm-hmm. vibrating. It's almost like when you're lifting a weight, right? Mm-hmm. Like a dumbbell or a barbell that's heavier than what you should. And your muscle is, like shaking You're right? right right so it's the same for your eyes it's like taking in all these like like um sharpness which is like a very significant amount of data mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. this one little like you know let's say um like uh one little road you know and that data is overloading that muscle in a way in a way not overloading that it's gonna like pop a vessel or something mm-hmm. so what it does is your if it's rounded, you easily could complete the circuit much faster while looking at an image. Mm-hmm. And it's also less stressful for your eyes. This makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense to me. And I'll tell you something, because you're the one that brought this up about rounded rectangles and apple. Mm-hmm. And I bet you don't notice. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. Did you know when did they start it? I don't. I don't so, remember when they started because I this is my first uh, MacBook. 
they started the rounded rectangles before I even existed. Really? It's 1981. What? And it was Bill Atkinson that he decided to do it. Yep. So the OS is like, you know, like not only from the pro physical product itself, but the OS, the nature of the whole ecosystem is round. It's a more wow. ellip elliptical, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's Bill Atkinson that managed it, but Steve Jobs is like the one that requested it. So I, I guess it's still Steve Jobs who like kind of like pushed for this like thing. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Because so. he said like it was more friendly and, you know, it's more of a, you know, like um, it felt like a rounded rectangle felt more like not a, a very um, aggressive thing. It's mm -hmm. like he attributed this to like uh, more in a sense that a lot of like the signage, road signage back in the day are super sharp. <laughs> right. <laughs> Still to this day, it is, right? Yeah, no, they are. So they I are. think it's it's more like it's more like a happy discovery, but not really focused in um how would you say this research, but more of a like a true user experience because he focused this more on like his experience as a person that I guess drive. Mm -hmm. So right. the buttons and the windows are more rounded within like the OS of like the Macintosh. This helped define more that the Macintosh OS is safe, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. So, it, it, right. It, you know, like sharpness, kind of like baby proofing things. I was going to bring it up. I wanted to ask you this. And it has a more softer, more welcoming appeal, which set yeah. in contrast with like the IBM and Microsoft products. Ooh, so you think it was a competitive thing? Yeah, they all. were. They were. They were t t thinking already the competitive side from back in the day. And you know why the iPhone is rounded? Did Probably you know? for the same reasons. No, no. It was rounded no, well, for it, a it's different reason. It's for the hand, reason. right? For the no, hand? not really. Really? No. Nope. Hmm, well, okay. The hand is like a bonus point, but the real reason is because it's pocketable what do you mean pocketable like it won't it you won't put it in your pocket on, it won't uh catch it on stuff slides in it's the ease oh, okay. of like yeah, putting we'll it in it. it doesn't like you know how sharp things get caught onto things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and right. it was not as intimidating and you know it reflected in a more laid back and a friend friendly like manner which is funny because they are trying to avoid the uh the suit and tie like <laughs> feel to it but at the end of the day, it's like an expensive product that only somebody that is in a suit and a tie would probably buy also. Right. I mean, obviously, right. like a lot of like kids nowadays, even though they don't have much money, would buy an iPhone. Mm -hmm. But that's another story for another podcast. Right. Well, I was going to ask you, do you, have you ever had a fear of needles? Growing no, up? I typically don't shy away when... Um, I get uh, vaccinated or, you know, I just okay. like... You just take it. Yeah. This is what it is. It's like, you know, I mean, when I was a kid, I would be like, I don't like that. It hurts. But yeah, you don't like... The, you didn't like the idea. Of but it when I, I grew up, like maybe I was around like nine or 10 or maybe even like eight. I, it just didn't matter. When I was like around five, I know I did not like it because it hurts. It reminded right. me of like how ants like bite you, those red ants. Right. So, but the more I grew... Um, I, you know, I was like, yeah, it's nothing, you know, well, the just, more, the more you grew, the, the older you got, the more you accustomed you were to. Yeah. Sequels. 
Yeah. So, it didn't so I was like, I, I remember vividly that um, I was like around nine or 10. And I know that uh, I see like some other kids crying because they're getting their vaccine. And I was just like there, man, I'm not going to be like that. You know? So I kind of like just stopped. It's like, there's no point in like, you know, I'm not going to be a salmon. Right, you know how right. salmons like swim against the current? just to get mm-hmm. eaten by a bear at the end of that curve. <laughs> like if I'm yeah. going to get eaten, I might as well just like, you know, like, okay, just well, take I, it. Yeah, just whatever, take the pain. You know? It is what it is. Yeah. But in general, we all kind of disliked getting, getting needles. Um, I think it was, a, I, I saw a statistic of around 70% of Americans don't like needles. Like just in general, they have a fear of needles. And truthfully, it makes, it makes total sense, you know, because we haven't become accustomed to them as a species. We haven't evolved to just to dislike needles. And so, you know, needles, even back in our, you know, prehistoric era of humans, when we were, you know, um, like cavemen, we, we saw if, 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 if a metal object was stuck in, in you, then you were in pain, you were hurt, you were getting, you were damaged, right? And, and you, you could die. And so we were, bred to be scared of things like needles and in general things with sharp edges and so i think that humans also generally speaking don't like um those really sharp edges they find them a little bit and that's not true in every situation but i I find that that um in certain situations where you're very up close with things um sharp edges end up feeling um, dangerous. You know what I mean? I mean, they tend to be. Yeah, I know. Like, it's always been, like, attributed to fangs, you know? Like, when we were, like, cavemen and women and whatever cave in between, we always, like, you know, it's the evolution, the fight and flight. You see, like, a saber-toothed tiger and you're like, man, that's a sharp-ass needle tooth, you know? It's a sharp tooth. You know, like, obviously, like, there's that fight-or-flight sensation, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it, right. it doesn't matter if it was, like, a saber-toothed tiger or as small as a, a tarantula. You know? They got those, like, sharp, like, needly, like, either fangs or tooth, you know? Yeah. And if you think about it, think about it. The only reason we survived is because we feared it. Mm-hmm. It's not because we accepted it, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why right. the fight or flight, you know? Right. But back, right. But back to the round corners, you know? When do you use them? Because right now, design is oversaturated with corners that are around and we both so know many. and we both know when it, something is oversaturated it's like the stock market you know you gotta it's time to sell because it's about to pop like the housing market back in 2008 it has kind of become cliche over time and i think that apple will continue to use them if i'm being honest well, but technically apple has become less and less rounded if you notice it throughout the really? years i thought that they've become more rounded mm, have you not like with seen... their new their newest os haven't they rounded all of the the corners of everything? i'm talking about well their os has always been like the same but i'm talking about the product itself like if you look at like the iphone oh right? like the brand new one yeah the brand new iphones and the brand new ipads the brand new macs have you seen have you noticed something yeah they definitely they definitely well for the the new iphones they did cut the they made two of the edges sharp or sharper yeah they they blocked it out a little bit and made it a lot less rounded yeah that is true a lot of their stuff are getting less rounded yet people are stuck in the olden ways well not people like most designers i would say they probably still use the the 10 to 20 pixel like border radius when i say border Border radius radius. that's the rounded corner of a rectangle 
Yeah. And I'm, I know some individuals in this podcast does that 100%. a lot. <laughs> I bet you've made a, a, a few good rounded edges. In your I, day. I still use rounded edges, but I don't go i never did go more than 10 10 pixels right now i use three pixels at most and it's not too round but i just want to like kind of taper the side a little bit mm. it's a so very it's it's a subtle yeah. roundness it's not like it's still like if you like just look at it it's it's not sharp like you know like a 90 degree but there's that like right like two pixels missing at the end yeah there's that light that very light amount and i and i noticed that in a lot of things where a lot of things like currently like uh mac os a large portion of the rounded angles are not actually that like heavily rounded they're pretty they're pretty um pretty sharp uh and i was i was wondering when does it feel right to have rounded angles and when does it or rounded edges and when does it not feel right um because like doesn't don't like uh you know mid-century modern furniture and 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 architecture often have very sharp angles at the end of the day they were made when you say mid-century well what are we talking about like like 1960s 1960s like yeah like that that po that like modern kind of style that mid-century modern but that i guess that went for you know the reason they probably have like that kind of like aesthetic is because like of these, um, you know, um, founded high art, right? They call it like found, founded, like, um, um, material found mm -hmm. materials. Yeah. The found, uh, yeah, there's so found something or another. It is a found, it's like found material or something <laughs> like that, which is like found object. Yeah. Found objects. So yeah. that's the art movement. Yeah. It's, yeah. and they just started copying it. And the whole point of found object is like making like the most unusable thing. So it was very artsy. It was made not to be, it's not made to be utilized. It's made as a, um, how would I say that? It's made more for like art, but also in a more like, in, in a sense that questions that time, maybe it was capitalism that they were questioning. Like people would buy this crap even though it's not usable you know yes usable. companies were still doing when i say usable but I mean, it wasn't i mean i mean ergonomic yeah you know? ergonomic yeah no you're right like yeah if it's not ergonomic that's the whole point of that it's like even though it's not ergonomic people will buy it because it's the age of consumerism and that was the whole point of that movement it was anti-consumerism mm. you think it was you think that was the 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 anti-consumerist so, because i studied era. it we studied this <laughs> it was art, art history well like, not uh, just just a name but like what did you feel like it was anti-consumer it was anti-consumerism the whole okay. movement was about that what was like the tell, art okay the art movement the whole art okay. movement was anti-consumerism except like you know how how corporation always copy like whatever's trending just mm -hmm. because so it's kind of like and that's the whole point of that like okay. it shows the hypocrisy of like you know the whole industry mm -hmm. okay i get it that makes a little more sense yeah it is it it, it was kind of uncomfortable that is true it was um, not kind of modern a lot of modern, a lot of modern uncomfortable. art uncomfortable nobody's gonna sit on a chair full of nails is what i'm saying thought-provoking but uncomfortable yeah it's not it's not meant for consuming is what i'm saying or using or there's no there's no usability to it right there's no user experience well there is a user experience but it's a negative experience <laughs> it's bad yeah <laughs> it's bad yeah but if you so think about you it think... yeah what about it mango 
So do you think that that things being more comfortable is an inherently better design philosophy? Well, if it's a product that you're using, yes. Ergonomic um, products are better, um, but obviously there's a function to it. You can't mm -hmm. just be ergonomic without a function, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like, let's say it's let's say it's as simple as a chair, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, it's ergonomic, but if the functionality is not there, it can um, do certain things. Like, let's say it's an office chair, it can't like roll from point A to point B because, you know, like the wheels on the chair, it doesn't have that. Right. And it's not a good office chair. It's a good chair, but so is like a chair from this other company that sells like a chair basically marketed as a chair, not as an office chair, you know? Right. Right. Because yeah. an office chair, you need to be able to be um, be able to move a little bit. I'm not talking about like just doing a wheelie inside your your, your <laughs> cubicle, but I'm talking like you you need to pivot at least a little bit from one um, desk to like if you have like an L shaped desk to another desk, or at least like be able to be a little bit more fluid when you work. You know. Sure. Sure. So, but, but ergonomics okay. is very important though. Like remember, you only have one life. You take care of your health because <laughs> if, if your lower back is broken, man, you're not going to replace that with a fresh new back is all I'm saying. You're going to be like taking like either painkillers, which is bad, or you're going to like have to live for the rest of your life with that lower back pain, which is bad also. And that's why we had to get better chairs. Invest in a good chair, invest on a good bed, invest on good shoes, invest yep. on a uh, good car well i'm not saying good car maintain your car properly is what i'm saying just a regular maintenance it doesn't matter what car it is because if you don't maintain what what the things that take care of you you're gonna end up like losing those you know right right yeah going back, going back to rounded edges uh what do you think works with rounded edges and what do you think doesn't like why why are they've now become cliche so what what comes next so Can we go back to the straight and narrow no, no, not necessarily. Rounded corners have a demographic. Very young individuals are good rounded corner demographic. Mm -hmm. Youthful like individuals because it does uh, evoke of a more, you know, a warm and a more trusting, you may even call them a friendly rectangle rectangles mm -hmm. and it's also good as a call to action. It's very inviting. That's why you see a lot of like rounded like buttons. <laughs> you know in web design either that or a pill-shaped button yeah um it makes customer feel safe about doing business with a brand for the most part and it's very effective for maps and diagrams because rendering them is easier to follow you know it's yeah. more natural for movement rather than sharp like left and right you know that makes and sense. your attention won't be as abruptly knocked off when you're like following a path that's like more rounded because your eyes and uh, brain could follow it a little bit easier mm -hmm. you know makes sense to me so, so when do you avoid it you avoid it on coding <laughs> oh you avoid it when when coding like rounded corners um many designers actually avoid it when they code because of um compatibility issues between browsers and control like border radius you think it would be as easy as like border radius three pixels right Mm -hmm. But in reality, that border radius, like whatever number it is, is not the same number for every single like thing, you know, like right. you have to specify it for each, every um, browser, like MOZ for Mozilla, O for Opera, WebKit for like, um, you know, Explorer, Chrome and Safari and such. So you're, you're pretty much like 
tripling your work by going in that, like with, with the CSS properties. I see. So you know what, what I mean? Do? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so, so what happens? So you just would, you choose not to actually code them. No, that's the why, sites. that's why when you like create something, you kind of like keep it in, within a repository so you can reuse it. I mean, it doesn't like a button's always going to be coded the same. You're not just going to like, oh, let me to like redo this whole thing. That's the, that's the dumbest and most efficient way <laughs> any developer or designer would that that's doing that. And I'm calling you out. I don't really care if you, you hate y'all hating Ooh, right he's now, calling but, you out, but that that's the truth though. If you already did something, there's no point of like doing it again. You already did it. Just reuse that, you know? Like, mm -hmm. why would you want, like, I, I, you know what I hate the most? I I'm saying hate because it is true. Like I dislike this thing, this notion that always you gotta, you gotta always prove something to others. Like, Oh, I'm going to do this from scratch again. I'm like, dude, I don't have to, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. I know the wheel is all has always been circle. If you've done it once. Okay. That's fine. But after that once, stop being inefficient. This is why you cannot finish your job on time because of your inefficiency. You heard it here, folks. He's calling you out. Don't be inefficient. That's, that's just a sign of terrible designer or developer. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's a bad like thought process. I I know a lot of people that does this. I'm going to like do this from the beginning, from the scratch, because, you know, I'm going to prove the world that I can do. I'm like, no, man, it's been done. It's out there. Just be more resourceful and efficient. That's that's the whole point of being a designer. You find solutions. You don't you don't try to like create it from scratch unless it it's not yet been created. You know, mm -hmm. like God, do some research. So, uh, true. so true. Okay. So what what does the future hold? I don't know. What do you think, Mango? What do you think about about I the think, rounded corners? I think we should bring. You know what I think we should do? I think we should put rounded corners, but we should add borders again. Whatever happened to borders? Borders has always been there. People are using. I, I, I'm, I've been using borders with rounded corners at the same time. Really? Yeah. So it's pretty regular for you to do it? Because I feel like that's not the, the thing to do right now. Like like thick borders. How thick? I don't like super thick borders. I do. My design style is subtle. That's why I don't do like super rounded corners either. Unless it really calls for super rounded corners, right? Mm -hmm. If it was up to me, I like my things to be subtle. <clears throat> like I don't like it to be like right in front of your face. It's so, it's so like obnoxious, you know? Mm -hmm. I like mine subtle. Like one thing I learned about high art is the white on white. The white on white. Wanna, yeah. wanna, wanna explain that to our viewers? So, <laughs> so there is like a thing in minimalist like world, which was like they, they paired a white canvas with like a white like cut out or a paint it's a white on white and you can see like the silhouette so subtly but it's there it's almost like what you see right now sometimes a black on black like um a uv like um printed like um business cards for lack of better like example you will see like the the matte and the gloss you know a gloss black and a matte black kind of like you know mm -hmm. but the white on white was the original one it it's it's been like the inspiration of my design um design life yeah so so, it, so you know when you who, say white on white what do you mean white on white was created by um it's it's a painting by malavik casimir malavik so he's a super matisse uh, compositionist and it was like one of like the best uh, thing that i've seen <laughs> 
just because it kind of shows that number one, sometimes everything is just a joke. If you don't get it, you don't get it. But at the same time, you kind of see the value of like um, two of the same color like being presented. And it's like, wow, you can you can do so much with like a very simple like design. It's like if there's anything that I learned out of it, it's it's more of a, a way of like thinking that things can be as abstract, but at the same time could be as like, you know, simple. Mm. Like you don't need to over explain yourself is what I'm saying to like say a lot. The simplest, the simplest things can can work. Yeah. So it's essentially like you're saying a lot of things by doing something so simple. You know, sure. Isn't there a specific art movement that goes through that? Yeah, it's a suprematism. Supermat is it suprematism? Supremat yeah. suprematism. Suprematism. Okay, but yeah. it's I just call it super because it remind it makes me it, it reminds me of that. You know, like may, sometimes I just like how, how would you say this? Like word associate things just so you remember something. <laughs> sure. I know sure. it's a little bit more uh, uh very an an educated part of myself but it's one way i memorize things honestly okay that makes sense i mean that i do the same thing so, so yeah it's like a, it's an oil on canvas and this was like back in the the day man this is this is like at the beginning of the 1900s if i remember correctly yeah that's correct yeah i mean i mean it was basically just a bunch of blocks blocked out shapes i mean a lot of it, the time it is what it is you know i mean it was like it was like one of those things that made me think that, that it's not you don't need to do a lot to like create something that people will appreciate you know what i mean i mean in reality this was like a, a two color one exterior square and one interior square that's like painted in white one is like off white and one is white i think it's both the same white honestly <laughs> it might be the same white but made um like painted in a different direction maybe and so that maybe the light is is hitting it in a yeah, different maybe. way who knows I mean, I haven't seen this in real life, but when I uh, learned about it back when we were in Mason, I was like, okay, this is the guy that I should be um, aiming for. You know, like this is <laughs> when I say like, this guy for, knows what's up. When I say aiming for is like, yeah, you learned something like I, you know, one thing about like one thing about like college is a lot of like students in college would be bitching about like i'm not learning anything i just go there and whatnot but in reality it's like it's because you're not trying to take it in that's the problem mm -hmm. it's not about like not, you not learning anything it's about you just like trying to coast by and then once you graduate you just kind of graduate because you know you're one of the big i don't know because the standards were either like too low or teacher felt bad or i don't know <laughs> and and at the end of the day, it's like people would be like, and what did you gain from this? Yeah. And they'd be like, I didn't get anything. I'm like, well, it's because you're not looking at something in a more deeper, in a deeper value. You know, you're looking at it for, for what it is. You're looking at it at face value is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But in reality, not every single dollar is the same, um, you know, has the same amount of like value it's if true. you have if you have a dollar from like the first dollar ever printed that shit would probably cost a thousand dollars right now so every single like you cannot look at things for for at, at its face value is what i'm saying you know mm -hmm. i mean it makes sense to me that you can't just look at something and not want to push yourself and actually gain something from that i think a lot of people just will make fun of art and might make mm -hmm. fun of things like 
the rounded angles. I remember when I was in um, like our art history class, uh, when when we hit the modern art section, people were very passionate about talking about how confusing it was and how they still didn't really understand it and how they didn't really get it. And even when they were given an explanation, they still pushed back a lot of the time which is fair, but there is something about, I think the, the biggest thing that I took from art school was appreciation. And I think a lot of appreciate just really appreciating the, the power of art and kind of um, how there's a lot more going on under the surface than we often will, will think. And that it's important to not roll your eyes at that and, and, and actually take that for something and try to try to find the value out of that. Because it, I think it can be very easy to be cynical rather than to actually try to learn and grow from that. Mm. So you which, know what I mean? Which particular movement uh, did you appreciate? I really liked, I mean, what do you mean? I mean, I, I appreciated all of them. Uh -huh. Do you have one that you appreciated the most? I mean, it's easy to say like all of them because that's like a parent saying like, I appreciate all my kids. But in reality, the parent would love what like only like maybe one or two out of like the bunch, you know, come on. It's, it's, it's the same for us. We will appreciate everything, but we truly only love a couple. Yeah, there is one that stuck out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which one? Abstract expressionism. Really? Yes. <laughs> By who? Specifically like the Pollocks. I think Pollock really was kind of the, the thing that stood out. I was always a big fan of Andy Warhol, but that's kind of the cop-out argument. You always said <laughs> you'd like to be Andy Warhol back in the Oh, absolutely. And I still do. You know, Jackson Pollock. You, you, you are Jackson Pollock because uh, I can see you being like Jackson Pollock more. You know why? Why? That's for another podcast. That's way too, too, uh, that's too, too deep. Too red, red light. <laughs> <laughs> that's too, that's too much juicy information for the yeah, listeners. Yeah. So, yeah. So what do you think about rounded corners and the future mango? Like, I think, how do I you think, think it would, would it like resurface back? Would it make a big, like cyclical, like return Would another company bring it back? Will Apple go back? Will Apple leave it and Apple becoming sharp? and Microsoft becoming circle would up become down would down become up exactly what do you think I think we're moving slowly honestly quickly towards more and more or organic shapes and styles in web design what do you mean by organic shapes so um, remember when Google Home came out a few years ago uh, it came out with like a cloth kind of um, like like fabric on top of it. And I remember watching a video, some sort of design document where they were speaking about how they wanted it to feel more human and more like it sits inside the room and more comfortable. And I think that a lot of technology is moving in that direction where they're trying to make it much more comfortable like for us. The home pod? Yeah, like the home pod. That's the circle thing though. But in the same way, I think that UI can also feel more comfortable. So you think it's gonna be going to the more circular thing? more organic. I don't know how that will surface. Like, really. would it be like blobby organic or maybe or tree organic? Remember the UI in, in Animal Crossing? <laughs> the new, the new yeah, Animal yeah, Crossing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a very- Where it was like uh, that egg uh, shape? Car cartoony, like, so you're saying more illustrated organic, like cartoon. Well, remember that egg shape that they used for that UI? I really like that style because that was like, I don't know, I hadn't seen so that So it's before. more illustrative then, is what you're saying. Just a more flowing, just a more flowy kind of style. Like things don't have to be so sharp edged. Things I, might I feel like that's come what's in trending from... right now though. Like, you know how like everything is like illustrative, like, like that. Um... I don't mean, I don't mean that one illustration style. 
that yeah, yeah, yeah. That everybody is using. Everybody's using <laughs> that right now, like every single one, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, not the Facebook illustration style. Um, it's not I mean, the Facebook. It's the MIT actually who started. Okay, it. the MIT, whoever, whoever started it. Dandra, uh, I don't know. Okay, so I think that there's probably going to be a more. It's not cartoony. But the shapes are just going to be more organic. They're just going to be organic. I'm still confused. They're still going to be egg-like. They're going to be more like everything is going to kind of have a more flowy kind of style. Like it's not like uh, rather than a, a sharp line, you might have like a like a slight. So are you talking about like how in Photoshop you kind of like bevel every single thing back in the day? Uh, you know, no. I don't know. Back in early 2000, bevel was a big was, be- ass was thing. bevel the thing? Yeah, yeah, like bevel and embossing everything, making everything like come up and like. I remember that. So, are you talking about like everything is gonna be like back being beveled? No, no. Egg and I, I mean like the, and I'm not talking about just the edge. That's that's not what I mean. I don't mean the edge. I mean like shapes will be more. They won't be so straight lined. They'll be you know rounded, or they'll 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 have like a more flow to them, like a human hand touched them. Maybe that's just me. How does a button you know, throwing, work with throwing that thing things down? down? I don't know. Maybe it'll look like that egg shape that we saw in <laughs> Animal Crossing. They were using egg shapes for the buttons there too. I've got, I gotta look at this egg, um, Animal Crossing egg shape. Yeah, look look that up. Let me let's see let's see what this uh, Animal Crossing. Look up, look up Animal Crossing UI on Google, and you'll see what I'm talking about. As you get more stuff in your inventory. So- Things will keep on getting. It, it's got almost like a like a lumpy bean kind of shape. Okay, that yellow, kind of yeah, style. that yellow shape. Yeah, that like slight off white. Yeah. So you're you're saying it's gonna be like flat, but it's gonna be like kind of like a bean elongated shape. So a button would look like an elongated like bean shape. Yeah, like an elongated pill. Like a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I we're gonna like have this. hot dog buttons, baby. This, is, this seems like more like how how would you say this? It's it's effective because it's illustrative, but I don't think it's. I mean, I'm I I could be wrong, you know. I don't, but I don't think it's an effective way in using it as like in web design as long. It would be okay as kind of like shapes and patterns that you can kind of throw in here and there, but not as a prominent like like shape mm. because it, it would be like it would what's be the not, dilemma with this it's with not this as style. interesting <laughs> you don't think it's interesting i actually thought it was very interesting like if the you have like a they, bunch of like these way. in a website it would be a pain to code let me tell you and it's not about a pain <laughs> to code. it's like it's nice to see it here in um animal crossing because there's only one mm-hmm. but if you think if a user kept I, on scrolling and it's a bunch mm-hmm. of these uh, it's just like i don't it's so hard to like layer these things also you know right like as a product like what kind of, do you think a phone would look like that like a banana like bean shape well, i mean back in the day yeah i guess yeah man <laughs> just more unique looking shapes i think is the thing that's gonna change you know what i think i think i'm with you with the unique shapes but not with the bean <laughs> The bean. Maybe not the bean. Maybe not the bean. It'll be more like um. It'll be more like a, a morphic shape than anything. Like a, a shape that morphs. You know. Ooh, you think it'll be a, a morphing shape? Yeah, but not as a a static bean shape. Like a blob. Yeah, like a blob. a blob. It'll be like a blob, like something that bounce, like feels bouncy. Something that mm. kind of like 
there's a little bit of like jiggly to it, but it's not going to be like a whole website of it. It's going to be more used as I could see it being used as kind of like uh, an image masking or an image background like type of thing, or, or perhaps like, uh, you know, things that, that feels a bit more, a bit more of a um, texture than an actual like button or section that, right. that looks like a blob. It's more of a compliment to the whole design system rather than um, something that is front and center. Okay. But it, it, at the end of the day, that's still, I feel, for selective. Like, how would you say this? Uh, more selective, um, selective audience. use cases. Yeah, it's not going to be like, ah, I'm going to use this at every single thing. You no, know? I, I do agree. I, I still think that sharp lines have never truly gone away and they never truly were gone away. Like they've always been. Oh, no, it's always, always been, been there. But always I, been there. I've just seen a movement towards more organic shapes. And I think that's where the, the rounded angles will go they'll just either continue to be more rounded or maybe they will kind of evolve into a unique shape instead of just like a single rounded box it might be like one of these blobby kind of style shapes yeah but we'll see we'll see i'm excited we'll see I'm excited yeah and we'll catch you in the next one this episode is edited and produced by ernest chua and brought to you by the alpine black team this podcast series would also not be possible without listeners and supporters like you. One way to support us is to just click that follow, share, and like button. For any comments or feedback, email us at info at alpineblk.com. And we'll see you on the next one.